This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Friday, January the 8th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Cedarstrom, former CEO, shipping clerk, janitor of this great company. And we're live on a rainy day here from the Hole in the Ceiling Studios in the Valley of the Sun. Been raining solid for five days. I'm not saying this is rain of biblical proportions or anything like that, but I noticed this morning my neighbor seems to be building an ark. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two is our business line. You can go out on the information superhighway, the World Wide Web at allamericangold.com. It's got prices, news. It's got everything. You can hang out there to the wee hours of the morning and live it up and have a smoke and a sandwich. Sitting with the new CEO, the host of this program, I get to try to spell him just a little, and they. Let me get on and espouse my twisted opinions every Friday. Joe Jaquin, good morning. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning. That, that neighbor, his name's not Noah. Is Noah. It? Noah. Uh, just, Noah. Just check it. Noah. Noah and his wife, they were uh, they were out there. And, you know, and I saw two jackrabbits, two owls, two coyotes. two. <laughs> there's everything starting to hang around. So I'm not saying I don't want to be an alarmist or a catastrophist, but uh, take that... Uh, for face value. The world has now come full circle. We're at a seven-year cycle here in 2016, and and everything is starting all over again. And i got to tell you that nothing has changed. It is the exact stage monitor is, is cueing the people. They're doing the right thing. I noticed this week that Art Laffer, and if you don't remember who Art Laffer is, he's the guy that came out and said, I guarantee you, this was in 07 and 08, I guarantee you that Peter Schiff is wrong. Gold is not going up. Wall Street is not going down. And if he is, I'll, I forget. What did he say? He said, I bet him. Uh, yeah, there was some form of a wager. There was a bet. I remember a wager. Whether it was, you know, kiss a moose's keister. I don't know what it was, but it was something. There was something on the line. And then he had to come out and when Wall Street fell in half and gold went skyrocketing. And, and you'd like to believe that all this is over. And they'd like to believe it, and my goodness, they certainly have represented it throughout the media, the press, the politicians, the elections, that most of this is, you know, if you bring it up, Donald Trump brings it up, Bernie Sanders brings it up, if you bring it up, you're some sort of a nutcase. And what I'm talking about is if you bring up unfunded liabilities, or you bring up the national debt, or you bring out the decimation of the, and the socioeconomic destruction of this country. And, of course, China. China, which... Every article that you've ever seen or ever written or everything that Joe and I have done here in the last two decades, Wall Street pundits are saying China's going to raise all. This is why Wall Street's going to. This is why America's doing good. NAFTA and GATT and free trade and everything that we've put together for the benefit of you lowly American citizens. China knows best. This is why Wall Street can rally. This is why we're going to get down 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 because of the importation of cheap goods by American companies with no overhead here in this country. Well, we find out that business model's broken, and this is how ridiculous this entire thing is. The banksters and everybody that has been running this entire system from the very people that orchestrated the, the great economic collapse to the people that orchestrated the bailout, and, and by the way, they are one in the same. They haven't really fixed anything. They put a Band-Aid on it. 
And now the contagion has spread. So China, who cannot pronounce plunge protection team, <laughs> they cannot pronounce it. They just got a problem with that. Now they have to make one. So they didn't know what to do. They just shut their markets off yesterday, and everybody. Well, twice this week, twice. Everybody went. Yeah. I, I, I. Wait, you can't do that. What are you doing? Then, of course, the Chinese, the smartest people in the world, the people that are going to to make world economic prosperity for all of us, suddenly didn't know anything. They became the dumbest people alive on CNBC. What's China doing? They don't know what they're doing. And then they bring out the the, the litany of of damage control. Oh, I know what you're going Which I love that. Well, China really doesn't matter to the U.S. It's not going to affect us. (laughs) It doesn't matter to the equity markets. The very same people that told you that it did. Right. Ten years ago, they were telling us that because of China, we were going to do wonderful. So here we are. The world is normal. Art Laffer is now guaranteeing stocks are going to be higher by the end of the year. And Fox News is telling you the stupidest thing you could ever do is buy gold. Oh, I missed that. It's all back. Oh, yeah. No. Stuart Varney. That guy. What an idiot. If Fox News is conservative, if they're conservative... Because they hate Donald Trump, let's not forget. They hate any real conservative. If uh, if they're conservative, then I belong in a cabin in Idaho mailing out anonymous packages. <laughs> okay? That is, I mean, they're the okay. most liberal Just, station I've ever That's Eric Cedarstrom that made that comment. Well, look at where we're at again. Everything is repeating itself. We have another Ruby Ridge slash Waco in the making in Oregon. Or in Oregon, yeah. And again, it's Fox covered? No. You know who covers it? You're not going to believe this. Pull your car over for a minute. Al Jazeera Network is the only people that, I mean, they, they sent a reporter. I mean, out of all the big networks, I mean, it had some original press. Of course, they say the FBI is uh, making mock-ups of the, uh, of the building and the grounds that they're on. And eventually they'll, you know, I'm sure send a tank and tear gas. And and, that, and ultimately that will be the uh, the final blow. But nobody can figure out why they're not there now. And these guys are occupying, and and nothing's happening. So we'll see what happens. one 800 So in case you were in a coma for the last seven, eight years, and you hadn't heard me, you turn it back on. It's kind of like a Crocodile Dundee. Remember that movie? He bring, they bring him back into New York City, you know. He goes, oh, I was here 30 years ago. He turns on the TV. There's I Love Lucy. He goes, yep, that's exactly <laughs> that's what I saw. So, <laughs> so everything is starting again. There are a few, well, there are a few things that are disconcerting. One, we'll talk about the Fed's raising interest rates last year with a stock market that was negative. It's not working out too well, is it? Patriot Radio News Hour, the blind leads the stupid every Friday. Stay with us. We'll be back after these messages. Yeah, baby. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, broadcasting live from a cabin somewhere in Idaho. 1-800-951-0592. Eric Cedars from Joe Jacobs. Homer's doing what he does at the other end of the building. My niece and your wife, Sarah, out front. Cliff's in the back sawing on something, and it's a great day to be alive. I hope this finds you well. China, you know, they always have, like, the year of the... Well, they have the year of the... The cat, lunar. The lunar, lunar, lunar calendar, you know yeah. What, you know what year it is? What it is? What animal for 2016? 
You know what? That, I don't. It's the year of the bear. Oh, is it really? No. I made oh. it. <laughs> nice. Oh, sorry Thanks about that. a lot. <laughs> I got you. It's the year of the monkey. The monkey. Which, you know, same out here. <laughs> monkey business everywhere, election years. Remember uh, Gary Hart and the... Uh, Gary Hart. Because uh, anything can happen. Any, any one of Wasn't these Wasn't he on a boat somewhere? Yeah, called the monkey business. Well, <laughs> oh, that was the name of it. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, don't ever get a boat called Monkey Business and take your mistress out there in plain sight. Ah, China. Yeah, what are we talking? China, you're the bear. We're talking about the Federal Reserve raising rates. There we go. With a down market. Well, let's face it. You know, the economy, they had to do something because ultimately they can't keep going. After telling us for how many years the December rate rise was coming, they're going to have to. They're going to have to take it off the table again. I mean, I, I don't know how many more points on the Dow. A thousand or two. You think they're going to raise? Listening to the pundits, they're all talking like, "Oh yeah, they're going to keep raising rates. Everything well, fine." Because once again, they want to go back and say, every time that we go into a tightening cycle, you always have, especially at the beginning of the cycle, they always do. You know, four, five, six, seven, eight in a row. I mean that's just how it's supposed to work because you're you're supposed to start tightening when things start getting better and they'll continue to get better as you're tightening up anyway. But the problem is now everybody's saying they started tightening when things were getting worse. I can't imagine that. Uh, well, you look at the real estate markets that they're going to take mortgages up to six percent. You know, you and I did the math on that on a uh, entry level home. You know, three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Doesn't work, ladies and gentlemen. Kind of works at three percent. You know, people can stretch a little and get into a new Kaufman and Broad cardboard house, but uh, I just don't see it. And I can tell you that the real estate, the commercial real estate markets, feel that more than anything because all commercial notes, SBA notes, commercial loans are prime plus, and it's actually backwards of what you think. Um, if you want to go buy a two million dollar house today, now. Again, back, they made the movie The Big Short. We'll talk about that. Back when, you know, a stripper could get a $2 million house. Today, you got to be a, a fairly substantial guy. And if you have a half a million down, you put five hundred grand down, and you've, you know, you've, you've got the means and you can trail your income that you're there and you're making a quarter million a year, they're going to loan you the money. Okay, but they're going to charge you. If you want to go into a house that high, okay, well, jumbo rates, you know, you got regular rates, and then you got jumbo rates, and you got super jumbo rates. And as they go up, as the loan goes up in a, in a residential real estate, the rate goes with it. Commercial, believe it or not, is the opposite. I mean, if you're going to build a $25 million building, okay, and if you think I'm kidding, go to your bank today and walk in there dressed in jeans and a T-shirt and go, I'd like to borrow $10. <laughs> And watch what happens. And then go to the bank next door, same outfit, and go, I'd like to borrow $25 million. You get a completely different deal. But anyway, the rates are lower, so and they're based on prime. And this, of course, was supposed to lead us into economic nirvana. So you have these commercial notes that are based on prime plus. So, you know, a prime plus a tenth is a, probably, you know, a big shopping center loan. And a prime plus a point is probably a little commercial building loan. But... Uh, course now that's all reset you know that reset 
with the, with the rising with the, with the with the rate hike. So, and I don't see an economy that substantiates that because don't forget, you got you know we used to build factories and now they build casinos, and we used to build you know. Uh, well, look at all the things that, that we used to run. Well, textile jobs. mills. Right. We don't build uh, those anymore. You know, so. the light bulbs, the blenders, the microwaves. When is it coming back? And that's the question that's that's on my mind and everybody's mind. And and even, you know, watching Donald Trump, and I have to, I have to tell you that uh, I, uh, I, I've been watching him and listening to him closely, and he's saying a lot of things, you know. Somebody has to address this issue. Somebody has to address it. You know, Ben Carson said... That our unfunded liabilities. Do you, have, do you know the number? What he's basing it on, and he's a he's a he's an intellectual, and he has the highest number. But everybody's right in there. It's two hundred and eleven trillion dollars. Yeah, right. The the best case scenario number is somewhere around a hundred trillion, and then the the others, you know, somewhere. So you take somewhere between a hundred trillion and two hundred and eleven trillion. I mean, it does it really matter? It is. No way it can be paid, and then you start looking at all of the the national debt and what it's going to do and its explosion and all of these other things, and 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 you start to think about why it is that nobody wants you to think about anything past tomorrow. Why don't why don't why doesn't anybody address it? Well, it's getting addressed now. You know who's addressing it? Well, Carson, Trump, and Bernie Sanders on the liberal side. An unfunded liability. I looked it up on Wikipedia. Okay. All right. So the definition. Right. I thought maybe we'd get that out what, today. What is so, the definition of an unfunded liability? It's uh, where future payments exceed the present value of funds available. So obligations exceed value. Simply put. Okay. Now, this is not a Disneyland number. This is a number that can be looked at. Now, again, you have to do some generational accounting. Because you go, all right, well, Social Security, okay, there's a massive unfunded liability. And depending on how you do the generational accounting, where you hit the tipping point, a lot of people believe we're already there. I mean, that we're taking in less money than we're paying. Well, we're all, we already, that's right. Without the quote-unquote trust fund, uh, we, we take in less money now for the first time in ever, and this just started happening a few years ago, where Social Security is taking in less money than it's handing out. So, yeah, and then, of course, the biggest problem is because, well, pensions for the private companies are gone. Yeah, everyone's got four. There really isn't an issue. I mean, the the upper echelon, you know, the CEO, the CFO, they've got those. But those are minuscule until you get to the public system. Yes, the government workers. Government pensions are all still there. They're partying like it's 1955, man. So the cops, the, the municipalities, the states, these people are all on full pension, and they're unfunded. Okay? And if you just take the numbers now, and so, well, the California cities, we talked about that years ago, that uh, even now, when the cops go by, the people in small California towns flip them off, and the firemen, <laughs> because they, their pensions cost more than what they take in. You understand that? Well, the, yeah, they're, they're paying more to people. All the yeah, the, the people that have retired already. Right, right. They're they're gone. You take all the taxes, all the city taxes, all their business, everything that they collect, all of it goes to the retired firemen before they even fix the street or do anything. So everybody's operating on bonds and debt obligations. I, I like the one idea you did have, which was, hey, that's fine. You know what? If you want to do the pension, but you're not allowed. You got to still stay in the city or the state. Absolutely. Right. I, I, but they all leave. 
They do. They all go to Prescott. All, uh, you go north here, a little town about <laughs> 80 miles north. I'm not kidding. You. It is nothing but retired government workers from California. It, it has to be 70% of the demographic. And they're just everywhere. So, But again, you know, they can live here less. And I guess it's good for the state, but bad for California. California, you know, nobody's talking about that. All these issues are still here. They're all here, ladies and gentlemen. You think Wall Street going back to, where is it? I don't even know, 14, 13, where is it? I don't even 17, Wall 16. Street, 16. You think 16,000 dollars cured all this? Right. Remember now, go back, what was it, 10, 15 years ago, they were writing books about down 36,000. And, and this was the economic model. In order for all of the pensions that you were talking about to actually work, the Dow's got to be at 40000 right now. Yeah. That's, and, and, it, it's, and it's not. That was their business model, and that's just pretty much to break even. Okay? That, that, was, that was just to break even. And now they're raising interest rates to quell, to quell the great Dow rise? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Forbes did an article in 2014, which is now two years old. He told us the unfunded liabilities. Now, remember, you got to do the generational accounting as well because this now you got to throw in Obamacare. Boy, what a disaster okay. this is starting to turn out to be. Remember, they, they released, the CBO says it's going to help to reduce the deficit. Of course, they had to do it with the numbers that were given to them. Right. And now that the actual numbers are coming in, which you and I were all over, this is going to cost us a fortune. It's almost 10,000 to 1. In other words, because the only people that are getting on are the people that have nothing. Right, and that's got, free. And they have pre-existing conditions. conditions. All the things that made health care expensive. And at my house, my my insurance in one year went from 230 a month to 875 And I called and complained. Now, you, now, listen to this. I called Blue Cross Blue Shield. I never complained. I just write the check. But I'm going, this is ridiculous. There's right? a mistake There's here. There's a mistake. A, we don't ever go to the doctor. All right, I mean, and it's catastrophic. It's $10,000 deductible. You got my my deal. We don't even have the the silver coverage right. that Obamacare has. Oh, 10 grand deductible and then, you know, 80, 20. So, I mean, I, if I had a, a leg and an arm and a heart removed, you know, I'm probably out of money. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I work for is gone. So, broken arm, you're on your own. Yeah, yeah, done. So, but, you know, my mom was that way. That's how I was raised. If, you know, if the power mower cut your leg off, she'd be like, rub some dirt on it. You'll be all right. Get outside. I just waxed the floor. <laughs> Don't you come in this house with that blood. But, again, these are things that the sky is the limit. I mean, and we can't afford it. We're already in the red. It can't be paid. Now, but if you take these numbers, and Forbes said $128 trillion in unfunded liabilities. Ben Carson says 211 but let's take the 128. Okay, let's try. Once we like to do that here. We try to give even the the best case scenario. Now, if you take the national debt and toll it up at 18 trillion, which forget it, I'm mean, 19. No, it's not. We're, we're uh, rounding up. This now. is what happens 19. when when you go take a Christmas off. Right. I mean, two weeks. <laughs> it was 18 trillion this time last. Year. The last show I did 18 trillion, <laughs> not 19. But. If you just take the national debt, what does it work out to? Thirty thousand dollars per household, or sixty, you're, or something. Well, yeah, okay. You're getting warmer. Okay, thirty. Uh-huh. That was that maybe right. when you know the millennial rolled over. See, I'm old. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's say what is it? You know, sixty, seventy thousand per household. Okay. Unfund. Let's throw some unfunded liabilities in now. Do 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 do. 
It works out to per taxpayer. Okay, so this is per taxpayer, per not taxpayer. per not per household. Not my number. So a bigger number now. This is Forbes's number. Forbes says, ready for this one? One point one million per taxpayer. <laughs> <laughs> now, where is this going to come from? So again, when you're watching CNBC or listening, and I know, ladies and gentlemen, I know more about you than you think I know. I know you think I'm getting old and antiquated, but nobody is participating in these equity markets. You people that used to have stocks and had brokers and then went to E-Trade or whatever trade, this trade, online, this and that, you may dabble now and then, and long-term is maybe a few days in and out. Take your losses, take your winnings, but the public's not participating. And the 30-somethings, which Joe brought up the best point I heard on this show in years, the TV show 30-something. Right, remember that show? They all had houses, cars, kids. Right, they had a couple of kids, the house, the car, 30-something now. is Mom, meatloaf! <laughs> what is she doing up there? I know, that's what it is. So they're not in this equity market. So it could drop another 5000 The only people that it bailed out were the people that were in it, obviously, that orchestrated this event. These are the people that have been bailed out. Now I'm going to get to the movie The Big Short. If he, I went and saw it, sold out, was sold out. It's actually, if you get a chance, Brad Pitt's in it. Right, this is the movie, just just to, if you didn't see, this is the uh, the movie about the financial crisis. Right, and I mean, it, it goes, it's, it's done pretty tastefully. A lot of uh, inaccuracies in it, but but it's done pretty well. Patriot Radio News Hour, Eric Cedars from Joe Jenkins. The Blind Leads the Stupid every Friday. It's a great day to be alive. We'll be back. You're listening to a voice of reason in a world gone mad. Thanks for tuning in this morning. We really appreciate you taking time out of your busy life to allow us into it. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. This is my uh, 21st year in the broadcast seat here. Of course, I'm down to once a week, but... uh, I appreciate all the support. I think about you people all the time, and I'm easy to find online, and I get texts from you. It's amazing. New friends, want to say hi to Misha and his lovely wife, Sherry. Misha owns azautobrokers.net. And don't forget, if you've done business with this company and you're a like-minded individual, you're concerned over which way we're heading, you can contact at allamericangold.com. Contact Joe, and he'll set you up under Friends of Patriot. And if you go there at allamericangold.com and you're looking to do business with like-minded individuals, you can find them there, just about every service, real estate. I think I'm even on there. Um, cars. We should put Misha, ArizonaAutobrokers.net as well. Put them on and, uh, you know, just look on there. You can browse, you know, try to try to keep uh, try to keep the money at home, so to speak. So go on there at allamericangold.com. Get a hold of Joe. You can send him an email. What's your email? Your double J? Double J at allamericangold.com. Now, this is not two J's, all right? It's been a thing of contention and, you know. Not Joe. JJ. Joe, if you, know, if you know Joe, well, Joe's a little special. But uh, he, you have to spell out the word double. Too easy to go JJ. Double. D-O-U-B-L-E, then a J. And, and another J. And another J. Two J's. J's. Double J. No, wait. One J. See, even he doesn't know. Yeah. Joe. I got a lot of emails. Here, we got to do a test. His wife is out front. How much is your power bill? 
I have no idea. <laughs> it could be anything, right? Sarah could go two thousand dollars. You wouldn't know, would you? So, well, that's what happens. You end up running. My personal company. email has two J's. That oh, okay. was the confusion. I have a work email and a personal email. Oh, okay. You know, both, two different emails. Both double. Uh, one is DBL. Oh, that's right. DBLJJ. Right. And then I've got double J. So, D, so if they want to get a hold of you, they can just go contact us. Right, go out to All American Gold. They contact <laughs> us, and uh, there you go. <laughs> there we have. You know, emails are hard. They are, you know. So, and what now? Yeah. Um, go to the sky is the limit dot com. You know, like it's a, not easy. Take it. So, no. Um, you know, when I was younger, I wished. That I could sing, and now that I'm older, I wish you could. So not. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about unfunded liabilities and what's going to happen here. I mean, obviously, this is not accounting trickery, ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't take a genius to figure out that ultimately somebody's going to want to get paid for this. You know, these are Social Security. Now again, they call it entitlements, but I've paid in. All right. I've paid in. Matter of fact, I'm still looking for the box that says. Hey, let us keep all the money you paid, but I no longer have to keep paying. I would, I want that box. So you'd opt out, right? Absolutely. Now? So and I'm 45, and I'm still saying I'd opt out. So you got 20 plus years of payments in there, and you'd be willing to say if I don't have to pay again, that I keep it. They, they could keep it. Yep. Well, I got news for you. They already kept it. And this is the one thing that people don't get excited about that you really don't hear. And Donald Trump, of course, he understands finance. Was talking about it the other day. Not only did they spend the money. That you gave them. Then they borrowed against it and spent it. Spent that. it again. <laughs> <laughs> they double spent it. They doubled it. There, there you have double spent at IRS.com. So, again, the unfunded liabilities. Joe figured it out. If if you're doing your taxes now this April 15th and they ask you to pay in your share of the national debt, you owe 157 grand. That That is, just to be clear, that's not the unfunded liability. Number. Right, right. That is the, as of this moment, the $18.85 trillion national debt. This is what you owe now. Right. If you are actually a productive member of society and you have a job, you owe $157,000. That'd be great if they gave you a, a pre-approved MasterCard. It <laughs> <laughs> showed up in the mail that you paid your chair, your portion of the national debt, and we're going to let you off easy on this one, only 23% interest. So now, if you if you're worried about your children's future, maybe your future, you'll have to start whittling away at this unfunded liability. You know, I, I want to bring up one because you're talking about that. You know that number at the just at the start of the millennium, it was only in the fifty thousand range, right? Now it's a hundred and fifty-seven thousand. You don't think they're spending money, do you? that we don't have? Ten years from today, that number is going to be well over 300,000, 400,000. Maybe it's going to be half a million. And there's nothing you can do about it. I want to put all of you at ease today, on this Friday. You're all going to get paid. (laughs) So you're saying that I'm dumb for saying I'd opt out because I will get my money. Everybody's going to get paid. That's the great thing about paper money. Don't worry, we'll make more. Everybody's going to get paid. You're going to get it. Unfortunately, if you want to know what you're going to get paid with, uh, let's look at a little country that uh, has had a rough week that they're not talking about. How about Venezuela? Home, home of the... Who? Venezuela, home of where most of the 
baseball players come. <laughs> so they have a little problem going on right now because, listen to this, and see if any of this sounds familiar. They've been printing money to fund their fiscal deficit. Their fiscal deficit is a whopping 20% of their GDP. It has now triggered hyperinflation. And this is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, because they have, they're paying their obligations. They're going to pay our obligations here. That's not the issue. Is it really hard to, to now, they don't even have to bother to print it, to create, oh, we owe, you know, $17 trillion in Social Security. Hang on. Done. <laughs> Problem solved. Problem solved. Now, our forefathers, this is why this company exists, believed you shouldn't just print money. You know, they had printing presses here in America. That's way too much power for anybody to have. If you remember the Continental Congress and the Continental Notes that they triggered hyperinflation because they didn't bother to have any gold, and this is, you know, pre-Constitution, pre-Article 1, Section 10. And it was always the same thing. The reason why they wanted to do it is the government wanted to spend money it didn't have. Well, they had to. You know, they got welfare back then, people limping around, <laughs> disability. You know, people were hurt, couldn't work, you know, they had to do something. They had all the same problems, same problems we have today. Those don't change. So they started printing money. You know, the difference is, in the end, when the money collapsed, in Massachusetts, they drug the printing presses out on the street, and the people took turns smashing them. How about that? I wonder if they paid with the, the script money hence, to take a shot at Henceforth, ergo, we had silver dollars. <laughs> silver, uh... Dollars, silver half dollars, silver quarters, silver dimes, and then we had twenty dollar gold pieces and ten dollars and five dollars. And you know, of course, the creature of Jekyll Island in, in 1915 when they created the Federal Reserve, and then they went back to uh, gold confiscation in 1933 to get this to relieve the existing national emergency in banking. We're going to talk about this when we get back. Thanks for tuning in today. Happy Friday to you. Try to stay dry out there if you're here in the Valley of the Sun. We've had five days of rain. My dogs won't go outside. I mean, they won't. They just look at me. You you go ahead. You, you do it. So I don't want to tell you what's happening in the living room. <laughs> A.K.A. the auxiliary bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So just Ari- put some newspaper over it. Arizona dogs. So we're talking about gold, gold confiscation, 20s, 10s. Real money. Real money, ladies and gentlemen, that we no longer have. Then you look at Venezuela. Look it up. they got runaway inflation this week. They've got uh, 200% inflation uh, annualized, 382% over the last year, trying to print money to fund their fiscal deficits because they got the same problem the Continental Congress had. They, they had the same problem. You know, people, they've they got to keep giving them checks. Keep could, the could, you, could you imagine the... Cola adjustment payments you'd have to do here oh, with Social goodness. Security. Oh, because this year well, you got nothing, you got zero. I, you know, the funniest thing ever here in Arizona, we have public transportation. You cannot live here without a car. They're trying it. They're trying to create downtowns, but it's nothing to drive seventy miles on a Saturday to go nothing. to a store. Back nothing. This town, if you start at one end to the other, it's like the same distance as uh, Seattle to Spokane. I mean, it's huge. 
And it takes all day to do it. You need a car. But uh, they're still trying to pitch public transportation and trains. And the, the buses never have anyone on them. Never. I mean, that's the definition of public transportation is an empty bus at 5 o'clock up here in the North Valley. They had the nerve to try to, the bus drivers, to try to go on strike. So, yeah. I thought they did today. No, I don't know if they did or not. So they had postponed it. But oh. there's nobody ever on the on the buses. It's amazing. So nobody rides them. The trains, the trains are just for bar hopping on the weekend. <laughs> and then they get in their cars. That was, that was <laughs> So it is crazy. So every, the government, people that run it. That was just a get. Oh, the got, government gave away billions of dollars, and that's why anyone built the train. And then we got the uh, national championship football deal. Yeah, that's, Monday. Is that the biggest joke ever? Why doesn't Clemson and Alabama just stay over there? <laughs> <laughs> why bring them both out here? It doesn't make any sense. The weather's no different. It's probably nicer there than it's been this week. <coughs> Sorry, got a little... I saw this cough hanging around. And only had it for a couple of months now. It's called old. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Maybe you're going to have it forever. So we've gone to this painstaking. Think of what, what's happened here in the last, well, economic cycle. Gold and the S&P have now officially traded places. And I think it's almost to the penny. When the S&P was at 1100 and gold was at 1900 and change. Look at the money they've spent. How much have we added on to the national debt? In what they're reporting. Well, just think, look at this. By the time President Obama gets out of office, his eight years, the national debt will have gone up $10 tr- tr- $10 trillion. Right. In in eight years. In eight years. Yeah. See, we can't fix it. There. And again, ladies and gentlemen, we already know what's going to happen. Go see the movie The Big Short, because this is our economic house, our White House. They're just borrowing money. That's all they're doing. And ultimately, you got to pay it. Or you, they borrow the money without fixing the problem. Well, when they start printing the money, just look at Venezuela, where you get things that go up, you know, 300% a year. And that's just what happens. And, of course, you've got everything coming apart. China's coming apart because the China business model doesn't work. Okay, They had to build everything to ship to us and to ship to Europe. Right? We already had everything. This is why it happened. We already, everybody had enough microwaves. You had two cars in every... Right, think about the average house. How many TVs are in in your house? Everyone's got three, four, five. My brother said he's got 12. So what's happened now is, yeah, the dollar isn't rising, which is, you know, nobody can figure this out. It's just sitting here. What's happening is all the other countries are depreciating themselves. It's a race to the bottom. Race to the bottom. So we don't have a strong currency, but I guess what everybody else wants to send things in here, this is how ridiculous it is. See, it's a race to the bottom, but we want to pretend that we're not in the race. Why don't we have a gold standard? Let me ask you something. Imagine because if we... you can't have the welfare state on the gold standard. Well, why not? You can't take it and give it away. you got to go out and actually produce it. Well, because it shows weakness on right. one indice. That's all it does. Because right now, I figured it out, that they if, if they were going to be making U.S. Eagles... They would need not a $20 gold piece, but they'd have to be a $20,000 gold piece. Stop thinking about this for a minute. So here we've got this great strong currency in this global economy where we're to buy things. What do you think a television set from China would cost with gold-backed money, with gold at $20,000 an ounce? Well, let's do that, Matt. you got $1,100 gold right now, okay? And a new Vizio TV is 1000 bucks. 
Right, go to Costco. You got that big honking sixty-incher. All right, two thousand, two thousand. Yeah, thousand-dollar gold. Okay, now we have gold-backed U.S. money at twenty thousand an ounce. The TV's a hundred bucks. Just do the math. Just ten times. Just take it up ten times. Isn't that something? Why don't we have gold-backed money? So here, we'd have the strongest currency in the world. We'd be able to buy stuff for pennies on the dollar of what we're buying now. Oh, you don't think the bankers did it? <laughs> Why would they do that? Well, here's the problem. So it shows they'd have to devalue the money against gold. Oh, they've never done that before? <laughs> Let me remind you, ladies and Germans, that for 100 years, a $20 bill and a $20 gold piece were the same thing. They said, well, we want the gold pieces in 1933. Right. They, didn't, they didn't close the banks and say, everybody turn in your $20 bill. Right. No, turn in your $20 gold. Because the $20 bills weren't worth anything. They wanted to take from you what actually had value. So you just stop and think about it. Toyota wouldn't be thirty grand; it would be 3000 bucks. Think that, how that hundred That $100,000 Escalade, you could have that for ten. Yeah. I don't know if it doesn't work so good here. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're in a global economy, why don't we have gold money? Somebody's going to do it. And there's another thing people are forgetting, why they're now chastising the, the once brilliant Chinese. China runs national communist ads for their citizenry to buy gold and hold it. Largest gold producer in the world, largest gold consumer in the world, all the same country. So kind of like the wildwood weed, they just smile and wave, sitting there on that sack of seeds. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up on a rainy and wet Friday here in Arizona, Valley of the Sun. Stay with us. Could you imagine if we adhered to our Constitution and our money was still gold and silver? And they had to keep devaluing a big deal. So what? So gold be twenty grand an ounce. It's gonna go there anyway. The only problem is you're not gonna be able to get a TV for, you know, a hundred bucks. Or a Toyota for three grand. So it'd be worth twenty grand an ounce. It's where it should be. Problem is we gave all the gold away. At one point we had almost all of it. We did. We almost had it all because during the revaluation, that's where they took it from us. They went from 20 to 35, and at that time, we were we were running trade surpluses. The rest of the world was buying stuff from us, and they're like, wait a minute. You mean we can buy $35 worth of stuff instead of $20 worth of stuff? And they gave us gold and took the dollars. After World War II and as the 50s came about, they're like, eh, wait a minute. You know what? Here's $35. Why don't you give us the gold back? And by the late 60s, they were demanding so much of the gold back, we had to close the right, gold Right, had window. to close the gold window. So it all left the country. This is what bankers do. The only thing worse than that was England. Sold their gold at 200 something dollars an ounce. I'm sure if Brown still has a job, those guys all, you know, once you get them, they never leave. Look, we still have McCain. And I'm not talking about Lucas McCain. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was. So so now you got to be your own Federal Reserve. Ultimately, they're going to pay you, but... What are they going to pay you with? How fast can it happen? How fast can it happen? All right, they got a quarter-point rise in interest rates and a declining equity market, and now the stock market is off to its worst start ever in the history of the United States. Worst start ever, ladies and gentlemen. Nah, it's going to be fine. Election year, it's going to be fine. They're going to fix it again. So now they're going to eventually, another 1,000 or two points, they're going to have to take the rate. Right, we're going to go back off. to zero. Now we've got to go to QE. we got to bail everybody out. 
that movie, The Big Short, I don't want to ruin it for you, but at the end they go, and in the end, all the bankers, they showed all the bankers getting arrested. Everybody got locked up. They shut down all the big banks and the brokerage houses. See, that's what they do in right. China, not here. No, the studio got quiet. The guy comes on and he goes, just kidding. <laughs> Nobody got arrested. When this gets out, ladies and gentlemen, when we get when they, when they cannot fix this, we have one thing in common with com, with China. Both this market and their market is run by communists. Make no mistake about it. Nobody's in that used to be in. You can't plan wealth. And ultimately, it's the last bastion of prosperity, a managed industry through a computer, while the rest of the country is collapsing. Take the time, put something away that's real, something you can count on. Got a great special today, a 20 and a 10. Joe did the two Indians. Joe did the two Indians. You had the five and the 10, the male and the female. How about a 20 and a $10 gold piece put together? Can we do that? We can do it. So we're going to make a great buy on them. They're 1950 if you order them individually. If you order the 20 and the 10, I'm going to put them in a special for you. You can get the 20 and the 10 in the package, save 60 bucks, $1,890 plus shipping. How's that? And you got, what, 30 tens? 30 tens. So we can put together 30 packages. You get a U.S. $20 legal, lawful, constitutional tender, non-confiscatable material, things that you're supposed to have. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that'll still get you a television set. <laughs> How about that? So a U.S. $20 gold piece and a U.S. $10 gold piece. Not nineteen fifty, not nineteen and a quarter, eighteen hundred ninety dollars plus shipping. Call one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. A lot of you people are very disciplined. The last twenty years, you make January gold purchases every year. You keep a chart at what you bought them for and where your cost averaging them. And when it all comes apart, it may be the only thing we all have left. You owe it to yourself and your family. God bless everybody. Have a great weekend. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back Monday with Joe and Homer, and I'll see you next Friday. Until then, God bless and take care. Bye now.